Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White, and I'm very excited today, and I want to share a very beautiful person with a wonderful voice that does so much, and I was listening to it, I was just that to our guest today, Heraqua. I was listening to her voice the other day and watching videos, and it's just magical. So you're going to be blessed by hearing her and hearing about her wonderful story. So Paraqua fills huge stadiums, arenas, and concert halls bigger than Radio City Music Hall. And she is amazing. She's an international recording star, a renowned wisdom teacher, accomplished female shaman, as well as a master of multicultural music from jazz to Indian classic to a sound that's uniquely her own. And believe me, it's wonderful. She is committed to helping women experience a truly deep love of themselves, After experiencing many traumatic events of her own throughout her life, Paraqua has been able to distill those experiences into her unique practices for emotional cleansing. Using her voice, Paraqua continued diving deep into ultra-singing, mastering high-low overtones, sometimes up to four voices at a time. The healing power of this type of singing has now been measured in multiple experiments. Paraqua guides women to open a part of themselves often long buried or maybe never even discovered. Her online platform of music, sensual healing videos, courses, and events are impacting women everywhere, freeing them from emotional traumas, self-doubt, anxiety, limitations, self-recrimination, and so much more. Using her very unique form of singing, Paraqua produced the sound pill that helped hundreds of thousands of people to deal with stress and anxiety during the pandemic. This unique gift has shown to have had a vast effect on human conditioning for all people, not just limited to women, seeking to find their inner essence as well as their inner voice. Welcome, Paraqua. How are you? (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. Uh, I'm great. I'm very, very happy to be with you and with your audience right now. Well, I am amazed. Like I said, I was listening the other night and and just in awe of of you and also reading more about your story and what you've gone through. You are truly a survivor and so much more. <laughs> so let's begin a little bit with 
very essence of, of how you got into this and what happened when you were younger, because it's so important for our listeners to, to know about. Mm, yeah, definitely. I think when we think of somebody who is successful, we think of that they're on an on a kind of inevitable road and life supported them towards that. But, you know, as we know, it's often the opposite and it's the great struggles of life that actually make us reach so much further beyond our, 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 what we think is possible. And I know for me it, it began uh, very young and consciously I would say one of my first huge life lessons was when I was 11 years old. And uh, I was actually born with a genetic hip condition which was carried through all the female lineage of my family. And uh, this condition makes you walk like a duck, <laughs> like your knees are pointed in, your feet are pointed in, your hips wiggle. And as you get older, it turns into chronic arthritis and you really just look like you're walking like a cripple. So this was, this was kind of the inevitability of what I had faced in, in the possibility of growing older until at the age of 11, the doctor said to me, oh, we can do an experimental surgery on you and we can cut the legs from above the knee on each leg, cut them all the way through, the main bones, the femurs, and turn them in opposite directions so they're not facing inwards, but they're facing straight ahead. And then we'll re-knit the bones and we'll put big rods in there and restructure and regrow the bones. And you'll be in cast for some months and then you'll learn to walk again. <laughs> so that was a pretty huge early journey for me. And uh, it was something that totally changed my life because I went from being a child who was teased a lot, you know, uh, children always thought that I was actually putting my crazy walk on, like I was pretending to be a sexy woman swinging my bum. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. And then when I went through the surgery, I would say at 11, I went from being a child to an adult comprehension of life because uh, not only was it obviously a deeply traumatic surgery but uh, I went through it very much alone my mother was going through an incredibly difficult divorce that was extremely violent that meant she couldn't leave the house in the city which was about an hour away from where I went to hospital and had the surgery and uh, I was then taken after about a month in hospital I was taken to a disabled children's center and all children were many, many different kinds of conditions, but they all lived in the center and all their parents uh, had kind of given them over to the center. So they either couldn't walk, they couldn't talk, they couldn't eat or, you know, and it was a, such a crazy thing to go through because it changed my life in such a way because I knew being a kid in that center that I was going to come out in about two months and I was going to walk again, and I was going to be normal again. And these kids would never, ever be accepted by the world. They would never, ever be normal. And uh, it switched on this sense of incredible compassion, you know, for, for, uh, for, for being human and uh, this incredible gratitude. I remember when I took my first steps again, you know, on crutches and, and just – the will that rose through my body because I was just so determined that I was going to be able to walk again 
and not be laughed at, not be teased, but, you know, become like a, quote, normal person. <laughs> it was you really, know, it's really amazing what you went through, and I totally understand that. I've actually worked with kids with special needs and autism and, and, and saw other people's attitudes and, and how these yeah. people, kids were, like, just not respected or made fun of or whatever. And, and again, you like you said, you were able to be able to walk out of that place and, yeah. and find yourself and, and, and grow yourself in so many beautiful ways, and, and they were not able to. So I, I, I understand that. Okay, so let's uh, move I forward. I appreciate that because a lot of people <laughs> don't understand that, you know, and it really is profoundly difficult journey for people on the planet who have any kind of disability, you know, and uh, our human nature is to fear something unknown, uh, something we don't understand, something different from us. And uh, so it's, it's a very important uh, I think state for us humans to come to is the sense of compassion. That's definitely what it opened up in me. And of course, that journey didn't just finish there. I then, you know, went through my teens and uh, I got anorexic, bulimic. Whereas my mother went through her incredible divorce and traumas, I took a lot of her pain into my into my own, uh, you know, pain body and lived out a lot of her traumas that she herself could not face, could not process, couldn't deal with. So I had a lot of experience of this very painful, emotional, um, how to say, almost a self-aggression, self-distrust uh, or distrust of life and being deeply, deeply hurt by love, you know. And uh, I think... By the time I was like in my later teens, um, I, I think it, it kind of came to this stage where I distanced myself from my mother because there was nobody, it was like there was nobody home. You know, she was so emotionally disconnected that I understood that I had to become my own person or I would live inside of her emotional um, disconnection all my life, you know. So she was a great teacher for me. And yes, but but in a way of not really being able to support you, like you said, you had to do things on your own. Now, now you wanted to study music, and and you mm-hmm. were not, your family was not very much <laughs> in agreement with that. What happened? Well, you know, by the time I was seventeen, and my mother said, "Oh, you need to move out of the house. I'm so in debt. I need to sell the house. You need to go and rent with somebody. Just find anyone in the newspaper." And something magical happened from from my mother's kind of throwing me out of the nest. I moved in with a musician, <laughs> and uh, she was a single mum, a musician, and a university student. And when she heard me sing in her kitchen one day, she said, oh, my God, you've got an amazing voice. And by this stage, my mother had convinced me so much that I had no musical talent. My grandparents were both musicians. And uh, my mother had said to me, you will never, ever have that talent because your destiny is to be a psychologist. <laughs> because she wanted me to be safe, you know. She didn't want to be, uh, have a musician's kind of life. You didn't and, help uh, heal so her is what you wanted. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's it, that's it. She needed healing herself subconsciously. Okay. She was like, okay. And uh, so when this uh, flatmate said to me, you should sing, I said, oh, no, no, no. My self-doubt was so great by this stage. And she said, no, I'm going to find you a teacher, a jazz teacher, and you are going to go and start training that voice. And that's what I did. And I remember my first lessons. I just, I sang a song to the teacher and I just cried and cried and it happened every week. It was incredibly embarrassing. And I said to this teacher, what is wrong with me? Every time I sing, I just completely fall into pieces. And she said, my darling, she said, this is just the crying of your soul. Your soul is so sending you messages that you're on the right path, you know, because the soul can't speak in words. And this was so true for me. And you know, reflect- I, I want to share. Yeah, go ahead. That. Yeah, because please. when we when we access our soul energy and 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 discover what we're here to do, and like it like you did, and it opened. It's so beautiful and it's so fulfilling. And those tears were like tears of joy and remembering and it, and mm-hmm. accessing that. It's so beautiful. Sorry, I just had to add that because I'm crying yeah, over it. Definitely. Definitely. It was it was really you know, as a young teenager you're thinking or as an older teenager, I'm thinking, Oh, there's something wrong with me. So I was so grateful that I had such a mature teacher that could just say, No, this actually means you're on the right path and then just before my eighteenth birthday I had completely left my mother's wing and uh I went to the other side of the country to visit my mother's sister. And my mother's my mother had always told me that her sister was crazy. Like she wasn't normal. And uh, just to be aware, and to be aware, don't don't go to her, you know. And I, I finally said to my mother, I'm going to her. And uh, and you know what? I don't think I'm going to be a psychologist. I think I'm I'm going to sing. I'm going to act. And my mother said to me, "You are crazy." She said, "You do not have that gift, and you will be home within six months, coming and begging me for money." <laughs> so it was a pretty <laughs> horrific kind of. Uh, you know, start to to that journey. And, of course, I had all this internal dialogue and pain around my mother just completely uh, projecting a future that was highly unsuccessful and negative. And at the same time, it was fuel. It was like a fire in my belly, like, I will show you, you know, that that you're wrong and that I do have this talent and when I went to her sister and on the other side of the country it was in Perth Western Australia because this is all happening in Australia um, her sister said to me just on New Year's Eve she took me into the forest with some, a bunch of horses and she said I've had a vision she said you know I'm psychic and I said yes I, I, I know you're you know well my mum said you're crazy but I, I understand <laughs> that you're you know <laughs> You have something special about you, you know. And she said, yes, I've had a vision about your life. And I've seen that you're going to be a a jazz singer and you're going to go to conservatorium. And then you're going to go to Sydney, to the other side of the country, and you're going to become a very successful jazz singer. And then you're going to go to America and then you're going to go to the world stage. And she said, and this is your destiny. And uh, I said to Auntie, that's crazy. Come on, I've got no training for conservatorium. You've got to spend years getting into conservatorium. She said, it will happen. Mark my words. And so for the next year, I trained uh, privately as hard as I could, and I actually managed to get myself into conservatorium, which was a miracle because I only took two singers, you know, every year. 
And uh, that was the beginning of my uh, singing journey. You know, it's amazing that she was able to to see the future in that way, and and she encouraged you, right, with that, with your gift. Yeah, absolutely. Because imagine I've got on the other side of the family saying it will never happen. It's a joke. You're a laughing stock. You know, it's yeah. So it was amazing to have a believer. You know, and I I think that uh, many people, if they have a believer in their life, it only often takes one believer. But if they have one believer and they listen to that voice over the, you know, the the myriad of other voices, then that can be the anchor that guides you on your journey. And it definitely was for me. Yeah, and it's so important to at least have that one voice. And sometimes you have to have be it for yourself, unfortunately, but... That's the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think I think when the body starts speaking to you, and I know for me it was like when I sang, I just felt as if life made sense, you know, that this is what I was here for. And I think when you do start to switch on that gift, uh, it, it's such a love. It's such a big love. You can't imagine, you know, anything else making more sense. I think that's a real sign that it's, you're you're on your track, you know, even though it might be super hard and the odds are all against you. It's a beautiful joy, too. It's like I, I, I totally get it. I feel that, too, and and it's beautiful. So you there you are. Let's go on because I love the story, and I think our listeners are already fascinated. And you became this wonderful, young, successful jazz singer. Mm-hmm. And then what? Well, I did fulfill that vision. I did go through that conservatorium. I did go to Sydney, Australia, and it wasn't like I jumped in and it was easy. It was really, really hard, kind of clawing myself, you know, to to being like this young kind of um, beautiful, sexy woman. And uh, it was really difficult because men were always offering me much more than a musical gig (laughs) so that was really hard you know how how to deal with being a woman in what in the music industry is very much a man's world and so what I developed was a very thick kind of cool edgy attitude you know uh, very like not to say like sexually quipping with men and uh, and it didn't lead me to any state of happiness because when I finally did get those offers to play with those really great musicians um, and I finally got to that stage where I was really in the success circles of the industry, I was never more unhappy in truth because I was definitely experiencing post-concert those serotonin crashes. I didn't have any anchor inside of me. I didn't have the anchor uh, of my mother's love or belief in me and uh, I didn't have the anchor of belief in myself either. So it was very rocky because I was very very much um, affected by how audience perceived me. So if it was a good night, I was great. If it was a bad night, I was crashing, you know. And uh, this, is, this is no way to live because it makes a very, very up and down kind of um, emotional inner world. And after a few years of this, in Sydney, I I went through a huge crash and I felt really like suicidal and where have I gone wrong because I've totally lost 
lost this enormous um, drive and passion and just questioning what the hell was I doing in this big city and I was very very lonely and and uh, I went to the ocean who had been one of my my consistent guides in my life I come from a fishing family my blood father was a fisherman though he drowned at sea mysteriously his body never came back but my grandparents lived on the ocean and I had always had this connection with the ocean where she was like she was a guide for me and so at one of these really low points I went to her on top of the cliffs um, on very famous uh, beaches of Bondi Beach and said mother where have I gone wrong I'm so lost I'm so alone and and I'm not happy and I'm doing you know what I love and and it was as though she sent her voice through the wind and through the waves mm. crashing against the rocks and I started to feel it like a presence, like spinning around me. And naturally, I guess as a singer, I started to emulate what I was hearing and feeling. And I think two week, two hours passed by and I went into this very deep state where I fell into total union with the wind, with the ocean. And uh, it was an experience I'd never had before because I was far, far more trained as a musician to think in scales and songs, you know. So this intuitive connection, although now on the planet we might think that's normal, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't then. And um, I fell into this total communion uh, with this, what I would just call this feminine principle. And uh, it brought me to this enormous peace. And I went to this same place every day on the edge of the ocean, on, the, on those high rocks, and, and I went through that same singing of the sound of the of the wind of the ocean. And after about two weeks of doing this, I fell into a total communion with what I would call the, the that feminine spirit. And I realized that I was filled up with so much love, like such a beauty, such a such a reverence and such a healing that I suddenly realized I was not alone because everything that I was hearing, everything that was singing through me was her, was this profound uh, intelligence and love, you know. And I I fell to the earth and I said, Mother, if there's any way I can sing for you to help other people understand that you are this consciousness behind everything that we hear and feel and see, please allow me to, to sing, you know, to help humanity this way and that was when I shifted completely and utterly so I, I went in that moment from being that jazz performer you know the sexy jazz singer and I think within about two weeks a Native American medicine man came over from the States and uh, I met him in a festival and he said I've been waiting for you we have many roads together travel together many people to uh, meet and sing for so my life literally changed in those two weeks and uh, when I met him I understood that this man had the key to the question I had asked you know the mother like how can I sing for you to help humanity you know often when you're asked that question and you're and you're in tune with with that level of consciousness and and your inner guidance you, the messages are out there and they're beautiful so you spend time with him singing, and you also 
his wife among other other females mm-hmm. and then yeah. want to move, move fast forward a little bit tell us a little bit what yeah. happened because he got sick and you and the other women did something very miraculous absolutely yeah so of course yeah i ended up being together with him for 11 years but about 7 years and i of course ended up being his wife and um it was a crazy vision that he was walking. He said, I will help you to wake up this gift, but not just you, there'll be other women and and there'll be seven other wives and I'll be training you, et cetera, et cetera. So my first response was, you're out of your mind. But eventually I, you know, I surrendered because there were the, all the answers to the questions that I was asking of life. And I always say to people, be careful what you ask for because right. often, it, <laughs> often it comes in, in the way that you do not expect Expected, you know, <laughs> this is one of those cases. But yeah, about seven years into the marriage, he ended up with um, a very powerful and ferocious uh, bone cancer. Mm. And uh, we were maybe a year or two into that cancer, and finally it was very clear that he was going to die. There was there's nothing a doctors could do for him. And uh, he said, you know, there's only one way. And he was very much connected to his uh, his uh, spirit elders, his ancestors that he he spoke to every night in the dream time. And they said, if you call your wives together, uh, we will help them to understand how to do a healing ceremony to to heal the cancer in you. And that's what happened. So seven of his wives came together and uh, we prepared for, I don't know, a few weeks. And um, we went into an actual healing ceremony. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Anipi or the Sweat Lodge ceremony, but it's it's a healing ceremony where you're basically recreating that great uh, cosmic womb. So your intention is to basically open up time and space, like make a fissure in time and space, and to draw on that ultimate cosmic energy of love, of power, and work in, in, in between the worlds, you know, and that's what we did. And sound was a profound, and sound and breath and the unified love between us was uh, a profound uh, knowledge that opened up in the body. And uh, we were successful, actually, in healing that bone cancer. The doctors couldn't believe it, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was it was, for me, I think, it was the doorway, if you like, to understanding the true power of woman. You know, who is she? Who is woman on the planet? So once I understood that a woman in love is a woman of the greatest power you, we could ever see, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I, I really understood that when woman put aside all those usual things that stop us from accessing our love, our jealousy, our self-doubt, our pain, etc. When she does the work to heal herself, as the wives did, you know, and uh, she has access to an infinite feminine flow that is so powerful and so healing, you know, and... I mean, this is the energy, and it's a very sexual energy, it's a very sensual energy that flows through her body naturally, which is really, really herself. And this is the energy that, you know, man has conquered nations over, started wars over in its negative sense, but also, you know, the energy that man has totally fallen 
in love with. And uh, what I accessed through this healing ceremony was actually how to help bring women back to this original state where she has access to her greatest uh, feminine power, which is her sensual love flowing through her body. This huge journey, and it became the basis of my work because at that stage, you should understand, I was only 28. I'm 53 now. So um, that became the basis of direct experience of uh, what then went on to be many workshops, many, many songs, many healing songs um, to help. And, of course, eventually, as the Internet kicked in, because that wasn't really so big then, but as the Internet kicked in, then a whole platform or a whole world of courses to help women to restore and clean out a lot of that emotional pain, that jealousy, that sense of not being enough or that total disappointment she has in man, in love, um, that those conditions she carries that shuts her, her feminine energy down through rape, through abortion, through you know, horrific births and uh, miscarriages and things. So my whole work, I guess, from that moment moved totally towards uh, woman. And that took me out on the road. I became a world touring artist. So I was both then creating music to support this growth, you know, of woman becoming woman, and at the same time building this whole direct uh, knowledge of how to help women to heal themselves. Wow. <laughs> so, and you do, you're still doing it. You're, you continue to do it. And you're not just helping women, you're also helping men. And how does that work in, in, mm-hmm. in the song and in the workshops? Do you ha- work Definitely. with them together or separately or what? Uh, so in the workshops, I've, uh, early on I had men in the workshops, but then I understood that it was much more powerful working with women. Why? One, because I had a woman's body. So I understood uh, the energetical flow and the healing path for woman's body, you know. Um, and uh, I realized that the greatest way to help men was to actually help them through their women. So when the women reclaim their connection to their womb, when their love starts to flow in their body, when their sensuality turns on, when they become much more clear, more honest, and more loving of themselves, they actually become much better partners, much better wives, you know, uh, better mothers. So the way I've looked at it in terms of helping men is actually to help men through the women. Uh, men do come to my concerts as well. That's one place that they they do come to. But but uh, honestly, I've worked so much more with women. And now I you know I've had I've made a few courses online where the men uh, can p- participate as well. You mentioned one course at the beginning of the feed called uh, From Stress and Anxiety to Inner Harmony which I created as a response to the pandemic where people were totally, you know, going into panic states. And, and still it's, it's, it's very much a reality on the planet that, you know, people are, are suffering from um, leaving the body when they're under deep stress, when they're under panic attacks, uh, depression, etc. So this particular practice is a, it's a practice, is a breath practice, a meditation practice, and it's actually a soundtrack, a vocal soundtrack that I created to, in 15 minutes, it completely harmonizes the body and uh, the field of the body, the energetic field, all the layers of the body. 
so that one, you know, is, is non-gender. <laughs> it's for men and for women. Um, and actually, very, very soon, um, I'm about to release a set of courses that I that I recorded with my current husband. We've been together for 12 years now, and uh, he's Russian. And uh, so we just created a whole new set of courses to help men and women to really, really understand how to be together. Because, you know, I think one of the biggest problems I've seen traveling around this planet is uh, not only women not loving themselves but not knowing how to really be in love or to be in partnership and actually find that that point of balance that point of consistent uh consistency in love you know it's just um, so much of a roller coaster for men and women to be together and this this is where my work's actually moved towards now is you know that uh that co-creation with with my husband, uh, at least on the online courses. He actually, he also translates because I work a lot in uh, the Eastern European countries, which is why in America you haven't heard of me so much. And uh, so he's been my translator for years, you know, like he's often the one man in the room with like now 500 he... women, you know. <laughs> is he involved in music too or? No. No, he's absolutely not a musician. He is purely, um, I would say he's a very, very conscious man that who he participates in the translation um, because I'm working a lot outside of the English-speaking world. So he's very much my translator for people to understand who am I, you know, in their world. Yeah. <laughs> but he co-creates, he's an excellent English speaker, so he co-creates everything with me actually online. So it's been amazing, you know, to over these years of 12 years together to finally come to that balance point with my man where he co-creates everything that I do. And that's so beautiful and so important. We need to live in a world where that's what we're doing, co-creation with one another and with ourselves. And it's it's so profound. that, And on some level, it can, you know, it could be so simple, but it's not. <laughs> so it's not you and I were talking. <laughs> What's that? It's not simple at all. We highly oh, I know, but if, you, if human beings, <laughs> if you're connected like you are to that inner source, to your inner mm. guidance, you have that information that that, that may be foreign <laughs> to us, mm. but it's. And we can tap into it just mm. like you mm. tapped into the voice of Mother Earth, and you're even called mm. days the voice of Mother Earth because you've listened mm. and you and you followed it, and you bring it mm. forth to all that you do and are committed to that in a beautiful way. So I love what you're doing, and we talked about you sharing a little bit of that beautiful voice. Mm. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. Are you up for that? Uh, for sure, for sure. I hope my my little uh, microphone can handle it because I'm on a I'm on a headset <laughs> at the moment. So I'm hoping that I won't blow out that microphone too badly. So I'm trying to hold my voice back <laughs> a little bit. But uh, this is this is a song that uh, I wrote for actually my daughter when she was in her teens. And uh, it's a song 
to remind us that who we really are, you know, just when we're just really being ourselves, that that's when we're absolutely in our greatest strengths. That's when we're in our greatest beauty, you know, and um, we don't need to be something else. So a lot of our work is undoing a lot of Mm -hmm. the voices in the head and, and the conditionings that, you know, said that we were not enough, you know. So this song, although I wrote it for my my daughter, many, many people listen to it often when they get up in the morning. But it says, it goes like this. Dear don't try to embrace. Baby, there isn't anybody else quite like you. Don't try to imitate the universe. It doesn't make mistakes. Authenticity is the only way you live your life freely. Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Oscar Wilde said that. Be yourself. Listen with your heart, shine like the diamond you are, a beautiful, brilliant star, be yourself, the greatest work of art. Beautiful, I love it. You know, it's so wonderful and it's so important to be ourselves. And oftentimes, and I know that personally too, when other people Mm -hmm. doubt who you are and doubt your abilities Mm -hmm. and make you feel less than, who do you turn to? And when we turn into ourselves, and you're the beautiful mother that told your daughter and all of us, you know, be who you are, shine, Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just so wonderful. Thank you for sharing. It didn't break. It's the mic. Break. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and you are not just a beautiful singer. You have so much richness and beauty within you that you readily share, and that's that's so much part of your gift and why you're here. So tell our listeners, Paraqua, how they can get a hold of you, how they could find out more about your music, take the courses, mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. become more of who they're meant to be and who they truly are. Mm, absolutely. So um, for listening, I would say, to uh, the music, and I have a lot of the music video clips because being such a womanly woman, I've been to many places on the planet and recorded exquisitely beautiful film clips where I'm singing in these powerful places of nature. It's very sensual yeah. because I'm not just a singer, but I'm a, I'm a dancer too, which is just, you know, every woman should dance. That's my philosophy. And I, I'm a dancer I too. Much. I love <laughs> oh, wonderful, Joanne. Yes, I mean, if we don't dance, we become robotic, you know. Oh, and I dance, dance in the street. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. So on YouTube, you can if you go to Paraqua, you will find many of my music clips. But online, it's paraqua.com. Peru is like my short name, like the country, Peru. Paraqua is like Iroquois, same sort of spelling, but with the, with the 
first part being Peru. So it's Paraguay.com, and on the website you'll find access actually even to YouTube, all my clips, and you'll find many, many, there's like about 14 or 15 different courses to help women transfer and transform many, many different and painful experiences that we go through in the body. So the practices very much lead you into the body through sound, through accessing your own voice, uh, through breath, through, through movement, through dance as well. And um, pretty much any womanly condition you could think of, there's a course in relation to that. So it's a whole women's world. And as I mentioned earlier, there's a couple of courses for the men. There's a, like a, a music CD called Breathing Love. A lot of people have birthed their babies to this uh, CD or made their babies because a lot of people make love to this music as well, men and women. So there's a wealth of, uh, of information on com. So that's a great way to connect. So you are an amazing being. <laughs> what would you like to leave our listeners with, Paraqua? I feel that, you know, the journey that we're all on is to really come inside and trust that voice of love and through connecting to your body. It's not wrong. It's never, ever wrong. And uh, the more we nourish it, the more we listen to it, the more we feel it, the more we breathe it, the more wise and actually the more happy we become. So it's it, it's a fundamental to our journey to pull all our energy inside. And I would say that, you know, morning practice, uh, feminine meditation practice for the women uh, is, or dance, is, you know, it's fundamental to actually rooting in the body. So we go into the world feeling the vibration of our own body. That's where health is. That's where the root of happiness is. I love it. You know, I dance in the morning. <laughs> and yeah. I, when I do that, it feels like an incredible spiritual experience. Sometimes the tears mm. are down my face, and just to connect, you understand that of joy. Yeah, and it's just so so amazing. And now I have your voice, <laughs> even better. <laughs> amazing. I mean, I think an amazing track for women is uh, if they go to YouTube, they'll find a song there called I'm Not a Good Girl. So for women's feeling at all disempowered in the world, this song will just switch on this inner wild woman. <laughs> I'm going to do that later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for you, for what you all yeah. that you And it's been a wonderful journey being here with you today. Thanks again. You too, Joanne. You're an amazing woman. I feel your energy. I feel the richness of your voice, um, your spirit through your voice. Absolutely. So thank you so much for, you know, holding a space for all of your listeners. And I send all your listeners my love too. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. And have a beautiful, blessed day. Keep singing. Keep Dancing yes. and going to the ocean and <laughs> the sea. <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. Take care. Bye-bye. Too. Bye-bye. So listen to all that Paraqua has brought to you and to us. It's it, She is an incredible blessing, and I encourage you. I was telling her earlier that I went to listen to her music, and I was dancing and watching the beautiful video and and the sensuality and the voices and 
it was just such a wonderful, moving, healing experience. Take care of yourself. Take one step forward today. Power yourself into accessing, listening to, finding that inner voice, that inner guidance that you're meant to have, meant to be. And have a beautiful, blessed day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.